This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Day two of the NFL Combine is in the books. The defensive backs made up of the cornerback group and the safety group took to the field today, did their 40-yard dashes, did their vertical and broad jumps, did their on-field drills, and there was a lot to break down and talk about, especially from the cornerback position, which was the first grouping. Uh, Let's jump right into it. I think there was almost 40 cornerbacks, I think, were in the first group, which were the cornerbacks, and then the safety group took the field a little bit later in the day. Lots to kind of break down and talk about from that first group so let's start right there at the top the two Maryland defensive backs I mean they obviously run alphabetical order but Deontay Banks and Jacorian Bennett out of Maryland both blazing 40 times uh Deontay Banks who is considered a late one early second round pick with his athleticism speed quickness explosion he had a 4.35 official 40 yard dash he had a 42 inch vertical jump and he had an 11.4 broad jump absolutely explosive athletic numbers uh I think the cornerback class after the top two with Gonzalez uh, and Witherspoon and then maybe Porter locked in number three I think it kind of opens up a little bit there that I could see a guy like Deontay Banks being the fourth corner off the board depending on you know what style of player you're wanting but Deontay Banks went there checked off boxes Uh, now his teammate Jacorian Bennett's an interesting one because this guy did not go there with nearly as much fanfare average size and frame uh, we knew he was going to be a good athlete. I, he tested as an elite athlete, uh, good play strength, physicality, toughness, and run support, uh, to defend contested catch as well. Average cover skills. You know, I originally had him penciled as a depth outside corner or nickel cornerback. And then he goes to the combine. He runs a 4.3 flat 40 yard dash official time. He had a 40.5 vert jump and an 11-1 broad jump so him and banks absolutely dominated the combine both tested out as elite elite level athletes so those are the first two things that stood out uh brian branch out of alabama he is a free safety slash nickel cornerback uh he's going to go in round one of the nfl draft he only ran a you know 4.58 official 40-yard dash time, but that's not his game. You watched him in the on-field drills, and this is a guy who is very smooth. His footwork, his fluidity, his movement skills, you see why he's going to be a first-round pick. So Brian Branch, while he might have not uh, you know, had a really spectacular 40 or anything that really you know made you stand up, uh, you know, same thing. The vertical jump was was good, 34.5. The broad jump, 10.5, good. But he, that's not what his game is predicated on. His game is a more well-rounded, diverse game. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a good athlete. But we're talking about a versatile defensive back, good athleticism, speed, movement skills, burst, good cover and ball skills and range. He's got great, great instincts in terms of his play recognition, uh, using appropriate techniques. He's got play strength. He's got physicality. He can help out in run support. So Branch, very versatile player. So I think what we know of Brian Branch, he kind of checked that off. We didn't expect an elite level 
athlete. We didn't expect his blazing 40 time. But when you got to the on-field drills, he really, you know, showed what makes him so special in terms of his fluidity, his movement. Uh, you know, I think if you could classify him as a safety, I know he ran with the corners, but if he was the safety, I think he's the only safety, you know, that has a shot to go in round one. He'll go round one, but if he's considered a nickel corner, then I don't think we're going to see a safety go in round one, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. Next guy that, that really stood out was Julius Brent out of Kansas State. He's 6'2", 198 pounds. He had a 4.53 official 40 time. But the thing that stood out is he had a 41.5-inch uh, vert and an 11.6 broad jump with a 4.05 20-yard shuttle uh, and a 6.63 cone. I mean, those are elite-level athletic testing numbers at a guy 6'2", 198 pounds. So this is a guy who I think was a round three, round four border. I think he's ticketed himself for round two with that performance for sure. Next guy who I thought stood out was Kentrell Clark out of Louisville. He's 5'10", 180 pounds, so he's a smaller nickel cornerback, but he ran a blazing 4.42 40-yard dash time. He had a 10-2 broad jump, 34.5 vert, and he ran the 20-yard shuttle in 4.21. This is a guy who I'm intrigued by Clark a little bit. I think he helped himself there. Uh, He's going to probably be a day-free guy, but, you know, I like the athletic package that he showed, uh, the change of direction skills. I thought he looked fluid out there. So I thought Kentrell Clark helped himself as well. Next guy was Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, obviously, when you watch him, six feet, only a rail thin, 166 pounds. But he absolutely was flying 4.35, 40-yard dash time, 37.5 on the vert, uh, 10-2 on the uh, 10-4 on the broad jump. This is a guy who's on that round one, round two border. I kind of mentioned Deontay Banks before. Uh, I think, you know, Emmanuel Forbes is right there. I think Keelan Ringo, we're going to talk about momentarily, is right there. Those are all those guys that could come off the board somewhere in the 20 to early portion of round two. Christian Gonzalez already locked in as a top 10, top five pick. He solidified that. I mean, 6'1", 197 pounds, 4.3840, 41.5 on the vert, 11 on the eleven one on the broad. So smooth, so fluid, uh, really looked impressive out there. I think his tantalizing upside and traits, while he's not as refined as Evan Witherspoon, I think he's going to be the first corner taken because the upside and the athleticism is so special. Uh, next guy I want to talk about, Riley Moss out of Iowa. The senior, six feet tall, 193 pounds, ran a 4.4540, had a 39-inch vert, a 10-7 broad jump, looked really, really good in the on-field drills as well. I think Riley Moss has is ticketed now early day three, maybe even can sneak into round three based on that athletic testing, you know, and how instinctive a player he is. Joey Porter, uh, 6'2", 193 pounds. He ran a 4.46. I think that's plenty fast for him and how he plays. 35-inch on the uh, vert and on the broad. Just lost it for a second. 10-9 on the broad. So I think Porter solidified himself in that top 15, top 20 mix for sure. Uh, Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Another late round one, early round two. 
Six feet, one, 207 pounds. His official 40-yard dash time was 4.36. His jumps may be a little bit underwhelming for what some of the other numbers we saw. 33.5 on the vert, but 10-2 on the broad is very, very good. I think Ringo, if you're looking for a physical press man corner, uh, I think Ringo could fit that bold. I think the Giants are going to be interesting to watch out for at 25. We know Wink Martindale wants physical press corners. Uh, Ringo might be the guy that's staring them in the face. He's got athletic ability. He's got man cover skills. He's got that physicality. You know, he comes from SEC, Georgia pedigree. Uh, you know, if they're picking between Ringo and Emmanuel Forbes and Deontay Banks, Ringo is the one that fits the mold in terms of that, you know, press man corner if that's what they want. Uh, so I think it's going to be interesting, very scheme uh, based in terms of how the corners come off the board, maybe in the latter part of round one or the early part of round two. Uh, Darius Rush has just continued to keep the buzz going from the senior bowl where he was, you know, in terms of the GPS stuff, he was like one of the fastest players at uh, Mobile. He, was, he came in at 6'2", 198 pounds. He ran a 4.36 40-yard dash time, 35-inch on the vert, 10-1 on the broad. I think he has solidified himself with that run. Because uh, even after the senior bowl, I think people thought he was a good athlete, not testing out as a great athlete, and that's what he ended up proving here. I think he's ticketed for round two for sure. Uh the next big corner that stood out, or the next you know big performance, I should say, in, in terms of that, was DJ Turner, the second out of Michigan, six feet, hundred ninety three pounds. Uh, sorry, five eleven, uh, hundred seventy eight pounds. I was reading the wrong guy. I was reading you know Carrington Valentine, but DJ Turner, five eleven, hundred seventy eight pounds. He ran a four point two six official forty yard dash time. He had a 38.5 on the vert, and a 10.11 on the broad. Lock him in for round two. Wouldn't even be surprised if you see some mocks start putting him in late round one, but he will be gone in the first 10 to 20 picks, I think, of round two based on his film, based on now his testing numbers. Uh, DJ Turner was a big winner in terms of the athletic testing uh, at the combine in terms of the cornerback group. If we kind of spin this over to the safeties and talk a little bit about the safeties. First guy I want to talk about right at the top is Jordan Battle. He's the guy we thought was going to come out last year out of Alabama. 6'1", 209 pounds. He ran a 4.5540. Didn't do the vert in the broad. I think it was a ho-hum from Jordan Battle as we're looking for safeties to kind of solidify their status maybe as you know, round two type guys. I don't think Battle did that. I think he's still a day two type prospect, but I would think more in terms of day three. Another guy who I think left some question marks uh, was J.R. Brown out of Penn State. A lot of people had him as one of the top safeties, or if not the top safety in the entire draft. 5'11", 203 pounds. He came in with a 4.6540, only 32.5 on the vert, 9.11 on the broad. Now, when he got to the on-field drills, you saw somebody really smooth, really fluid. I think that's his game. Uh, but I don't think he's a top 50 pick. I think he's maybe late second round, but I even think more third round, uh, which is kind of the theme of this safety class. I don't know if there is anybody. If Branch is going to be classified as a cornerback like he was at the combine, I'm not sure there's any safety that goes in the first two rounds. Uh, 
one guy who might have a shot to go, you know, late round two. If not, I think he'll come off the board on round three is Sidney Brown out of Illinois. Uh, 5'9", 211 pounds. He ran a 4.47, 40.5 on the vert, 10.10 on the broad. Really impressive performance by Sidney Brown. I think his brother is going to, is going to put in an impressive performance at the, from the running back position on Sunday. But this was about Sidney Brown. Uh, the character that we hear about is through the roof, the love of the game. I think we're talking about a guy who probably is now locked into day two. And prior to today, uh, he wasn't on a lot of people's big boards, whether it was top 50, top 100. He wasn't on, in the, locked into the top five in terms of uh, positional rankings. So I thought there was, he was more of a late round three, round four guy. But after this performance, I think he's probably ticketed now uh, somewhere on day two. Uh I thought Trey Dean out of Florida disappointed a little bit in terms of his forty time four point seven five. I thought he played as a, played as a, a on film looked like a better athlete. So four point seven five a little disappointing. He did have a thirty six point five vert and ten four broad. So we showed some athleticism there, but the forty time very uh, very low number there compared to what you want to see. Uh, next up, a guy who I thought really helped himself today was Brandon Hill out of Pittsburgh. 5'10", 193 pounds. He ran a 4.43 official 40, uh, 35.5 vert, 10-3 on the broad jump. Uh, I think Brandon Hill is a guy who's going to see his stock rise a little bit. Now, can he get into the day two mix? I, I think that's a little bit you know debatable right now. Uh, but you're talking about a guy, average size and frame, very good athleticism, speed, movement skills, and closing bursts, good play strength, toughness, aggressiveness, and physicality, good cover skills, and good in run support. You know, I had pencils him in as early day three. I wouldn't be surprised if after his combine performance, he sneaks into the latter part of round three. So that was somebody that stood out there. Uh, next guy up I want to talk about a little bit is... Uh, Daniel Scott out of California, six feet, 208 pounds. He ran a 4.4540, a 39.5 vert, and a 10.8 broad jump. Absolutely uh, dominated the jumps, ran a good 40 time. I think you're talking about a core special teamer who also can could work his way to maybe develop into a starter down the line. I think you're probably looking at a round four type pick, but I thought Daniel Scott was a big winner. Uh, I skipped over... Jertavius Martin out of Illinois. He's a nickel cornerback slash free safety. He's 5'11", 194 pounds. He ran a 4.4640. And get ready for this, a 44-inch vertical jump, a 11-1 broad jump, tested out as an elite, elite level athlete. You combine that with his versatility. I think Martin is another guy who you now will see go somewhere on day two, probably more round three. But after this performance, the athleticism and the versatility and, and the, what's on film, I think you're going to see Martin continue to climb all of the way until draft weekend where I think he'll be picked somewhere on day two. Uh, other guys, uh, Chris Smith out of Georgia, very ho-hum. I thought he hurt himself a little bit at 5'10", 192 pounds. He was only ran a 4.62. His vert was only 33 and his broad was 9.8. 
On the flip side, if Chris Smith hurt himself a little bit, Jason Taylor, the second, really helped himself out of Oklahoma State. 5'11", 204 pounds. He ran a 4.5 official 40-yard dash time, but he had a 43-inch vert and a 10 on the broad jump. So explosive jump numbers. Uh, The 44.5, not blazing, but good. Uh, I think Jason Taylor, the second, helped himself out a lot today with his performance. So there it is, guys. I think the safety group, the theme of what what today really showed is that it is not a very strong safety group. Uh, if, if Branch is going to be classified as a cornerback, we might not have any safeties taken in the first 64 picks. It might be round three before we get one. And now who it is, I think, is, is a real question mark. Is it Jair Brown? Is it Sidney Brown? You know, is it, you know, a guy who's got nickel corner experience like Jertavius Martin? Is it J.L. Skinner out of Boise State who didn't do anything today? The really long, uh, six foot four, two hundred nine pound safety out of Boise State. So a lot of different ways, you know. Ant- Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M, you know, he tested out as is an average athlete to maybe above, but you know, he was many people's, you know, one of many people's top ranked safeties on the board. So I think the safety group is a little bit. Uh, average in terms of this. I, I don't think there was a lot of speed here. I don't think there was a lot of playmaking ability. A couple things stood out. Uh, but on the flip side, I think the big winners of today were clearly the cornerback group. So many guys from, like I said, Deontay Banks and Ja'Cory Bennett, uh, Julius Brents, uh, Kentrell Clark, Emmanuel Forbes, Christian Gonzalez. So many guys uh, blazing 40 times, really good athletic testing. You know, Riley Moss, delicious, goes on and on of these guys uh, who performed really well today. I think the on-field drills for the, for the DBs are maybe the most, uh, the easiest to evaluate as somebody who does this, you know, like, like I do and like many of Draft Twitter does. I think the drills are most uh, comparable to what they're asked to do you know, on the NFL football field. So I really, really do enjoy watching the defensive backs work out in their positional drills because I think it shows so much about their fluidity, their footwork, their ability to turn, uh, you know, swivel their hips. I think so much can be gathered from this. It's always fun to watch defensive backs work out. And this corner class did not disappoint. Uh, If we take a quick peek ahead, you know, the weekend it brings us the skill players and the offensive linemen excited to watch the wide receivers run tomorrow excited to watch anthony richardson uh the tight ends it sounded like dalton kincaid is not going to do anything at the combine uh so hopefully we do get musgrave uh michael mayer and darnell washington doing stuff but we'll see uh, i talked about on a previous pod that you know if i was some of these guys i'm not sure i'd have them do anything then they could only hurt not help their stock but we'll see uh, again, thank you for the new followers I picked up today. Uh, Twitter was a little bit quieter today in terms of, I think, the draft Twitter community. The first day to combine, always a lot of buzz. And those edge group players, you know, just so many freakish athletes. I think the combine, the cornerbacks and the safeties, we know many of the quarterbacks are going to test out as top-level athletes. I think I was surprised at the depth of how many did. Uh, but now we turn our attention, uh, you know, to the offensive players. It's It's going to be fun. Uh, so again, thanks if you're a new follower, if you're checking out the podcast for the first time or the YouTube channel, 
Thanks for joining us. Again, please reach out to me with any questions you may have. I once again was live tweeting my thoughts on every single defensive back at the Combine, whether they ran the 40 or didn't run the 40. Every single player, I share my thoughts, snapshot of how they win, draft projection from everything I'm already hearing based on you know the big draft media guys, their rankings, their big board, their positional ranks. Uh, so that's where those draft projection are coming from when I'm tweeting them out. But please do not hesitate to ask me questions. Uh, I will make sure I get to every single question that comes my way, uh, you know, during the NFL Combine. I will continue to do what I was doing, live tweeting my thoughts on every player over the next two days as well. So if you're enjoying the content, please get over to the website. SS Football is the fastest and easiest way to get there. Check out the premium content tab. And for $9.99, you get access to all of our premium notebooks. You get the scouting notebook, which has a hundred, almost a hundred full detailed scouting profiles of offensive skill players in this draft. You get our rankings notebook, which has all our different rankings. It'll soon have our tiers for this class. And then you get the draft projections notebook, which if you're enjoying what I'm doing on Twitter, the draft projections notebook will have over 400 players, uh, snapshot of how they win developmental areas, all their combine metric testing. Uh, it'll be ranked based on everything I'm hearing in terms of trying to predict how it will go. There's, there'll be tabs for big boards for the first round first three rounds. And then our guests are trying to predict every pick a big board, you know, in terms of what players we think are going to be taken by position for every single pick of the NFL draft. You get all of it for $9.99. It is the best way to support the show and help us continue to do what we do. So, on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us, and we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.